Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Time for another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson and myself here to talk about getting older. That's happening to all of us. So we're going to do three ways to rethink old age and retirement. We're doing this based off a study from an MIT expert that we saw, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes so you folks can check out the whole article as well. We thought we'd have a conversation around this concept with Jude. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? I'm doing excellent. I came off of uh, celebrating a birthday, so I took some time off. Now I'm energetic and ready to go. Nice. Nice. Always good when you're good and energetic. Fun to talk with you as well. And of course, if people need some help, they want to reach out to you, make sure that you sit down and have a conversation with a qualified professional like Jude and the team at Centrust Financial Strategies to make sure that you are set uh, for anything you hear on our show or any others. You want to see how it relates to your unique situation. And you can find them online at CentrustFS.com. That's CentrustFS.com. Or you can reach out to him at 800-779-4592. All right, Jude, so longevity planning. I, I like this concept here. The classic notion, right, of retirement planning is is just saving money over time, right? You know, if we keep right, we start early right. enough, we pump away, we'd probably be okay, right? But we're all living longer and they're trying to get it to where we're living to be like 130, you know, they're always they're always doing something now. So longevity planning is kind of an interesting term. I like this. We are living longer, so and it's a big like it's the multiplier to all the problems you face as an advisor and that is that we face as um, you know the retiree is the longer we live, the more things we got to deal with, right? The more risks that come our way. Exactly. I mean, you I, I couldn't have said it any better. And this study from MIT really highlights it. A gentleman by by the name of Joseph Coughlin, who is the director of MIT Age Labs, Hmm. uh, wrote this study. And, you know, when I think about this, I think about my grandmother and and simultaneously current events. So my grandmother on my dad's side lived to be 100. I remember as a kid, uh, the local news station came out and you know, filmed her, her birthday. Oh, very cool. But the reason why I remember it so much is not that it was this big event. I remember that she did not, was not fully there at the time. Okay. I think she was suffering from dementia and she was not the grandmother that I grew up with. Right, right. But now what we're seeing is people living well into their 80s, 90s, and centenarians are one of the fastest growing age groups in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care how, what you think about politics. It doesn't matter to me if you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or Vegetarian. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> right. we've got uh, when Joe Biden's end of his term, he will be the oldest living president to have served. Ronald Reagan was 77. Joe Biden will be probably 80 at the end of his term. And the leading Republican is not that much younger than him mm-hmm. uh, for this next election. So people, the what I'm trying to get across is that people are living longer and good financial planners 
are planning for that. Got to take um, it. Into, yeah, you got to take it into account. I, I love this line that this guy had, Jude. He said, "Longevity planning is a better way for society to think about old age because the future is much grayer than it's ever been before." And I don't think he was talking about in terms of color of of things that are scary out there, which they they can be, but just the fact that we're living longer, we're getting grayer. <laughs> we're literally you and I got some gray hair going on, my friend. Yeah, thank God we're not on camera. That's today. right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and the, the one of the things, first of all, I love that line. That's yeah. a perfect line. One of the other things uh, that came through the study was if you're 65 years old today, mm-hmm. you have a 50% chance of making it to 85. Yeah, 50. So, yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah. And so that old, when I first came into the industry, people planned for retirement planning up until the mid 80s, early 80s. Right. When we do a plan, we our worst case scenario is age 90. We'd like to see that there's enough money to go well into 100 years of age mm-hmm. that that client will receive income. And let's talk a little bit about the the study because you opened up with uh how the study said there's three tips to thinking about retirement and longevity now. Correct, right. The the first one I thought was kind of funny. Uh, how do I get an ice cream cone? <laughs> I wonder if they interviewed <laughs> if they interviewed Biden for this one. Right? <laughs> he, he likes his ice cream cones, yeah. <laughs> so when you read the tip, it kind of throws you off a little bit, but it's really about the convenience of things that you like to do right now. And when you're older... How do you satisfy those 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 little things that are convenient for you right now? Walk down the street, get in yeah. your car, go to the ice cream shop. But if you're 85 and maybe you no longer have a license or you can't walk, you know, the couple of blocks to the ice cream store right, yeah. or whatever the convenient thing, you know, how do you plan for that? So most financial planners are really just talking about the money. But you have to consider the quality of life too. Yeah, that's a great point, Jude. Because I know that you know things like the World Economic Forum and stuff. They they do a lot of these interesting studies and things where they say we should this, that, or the other. But they take that into account often based on a larger metropolis or even a European model where cities are are much tighter, right? So like you might have apartments on top of several shops, for example. So going mm-hmm. down to get an ice cream cone. Uh, is not as complicated as it is in rural Florida, you know, where you've got to get in your car and drive 10 miles, right? So, you know, it's just not as easy to do depending on where you live and how you live. So transportation uh, is a high cost uh, in retirement for Americans. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why at first I was a little thrown by this tip, but it made so much sense because of what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun way to look at it, right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. The the second tip is, who will you have lunch with? Now, this is another one that kind of threw me off because as someone that's so analytical, I, I was looking for more you know, data-driven type right. of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, subject matters. But studies show that the more active of a social life you have, the healthier you are yeah. and the longer that you live. How's your social portfolio is what he calls it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not just your your money portfolio, but your social portfolio. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I, I, I truly love about our firm because we talk about our client family, our team family and our client family. And so we're we're constantly staying in contact with our clients 
in between reviews, but that's not enough. There needs to be a social portfolio for the client. Where do you go to church? Who do you hang out with? What are some of the things that you do to bring joy and peace to your life with other people around you? Yeah. So that was a great tip. Yeah, you know, and you're, we just had uh, a guest on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about wine pairings and, you know, you guys doing events, fun events with clients, right? So part of that social portfolio is getting out and doing different things and staying active. And so the cost of, you know, Jude, we can go back to that that saying that my dad taught me when I was 15 is that, uh, you know, when you hit retirement, every day is a Saturday and I spend the most money on a Saturday, right? You so it. it's just more cost costly to be social and and no, no longer have that job. So again, longevity, planning, retirement, they, they kind of hold each other's hand uh, and work their way through this process, but it's certainly something you want to do uh, and uh, pay attention to. So yeah, I love the way he's used these simple little statements like who will I have lunch with or where can I get an ice cream cone as a way to think about the data portion or the number portion. What was the third tip? Now, the third tip is how will you change your light bulb? <laughs> I love this one too. And, <laughs> and it sounds very simple, but today I I have blinds that I can open up with my remote, mm-hmm. but I have to climb my ladder every three months or so to charge that blind. Now, had I oh, known wow. before we oh, purchased, yeah, that's that's no that's no fun. Exactly. Had I known that before we purchased it, I probably would not have purchased it. Well, okay, that's but, a that's a great point though. Let me already cut you off, but what are you going to do about that, Jude, when you're 75 and you got to climb that exactly. ladder? Yeah, exactly. Well, for me, we're getting rid of that well before I'm 75. <laughs> or, or either that, or you got somebody, you got one of the nephews coming over to help, right? Exactly. Exactly. So we have to think uh, for our clients and have conversations around. Here's the little things that you normally take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the time when you're physically unable to or just don't want to anymore. True. Yeah. uh, What is that cost? How does those things covered? How do you make plans for that? Yeah. And I thought that the the title of that was just so apropos. How do you change your life? Yeah. I mean, it's the big and the little, right? And so we talked about transportation being number two cost for a lot of for a lot of retirees. Well, number one is the home, right? So typically the number one cost is that. Number two is transportation. Number three, if we're talking about expenses, is is uh, some form of health care, right? And so if you're changing that light bulb, or in your case, Jude, if you're up on this this ladder and you happen to misjudge something and you fall off, guess what? Your health care costs are going up because now you're going to the doctor and paying you bills, right? It. So there's a lot of little factors that roll in into this. So kind of a fun, simple way to break down the conversation of us aging longer and what are we doing about it? Are we planning and just saying, hey, do I have enough money to get through retirement or do I have enough money to get you know, through a longer lifespan, but also maintaining the style of life that I hope to have? Because Jude, it's one thing if you made a plan for somebody to 80 or 85, for example, to use your numbers earlier, but they live to be 95. So the last 10 years, they have to reduce their quality of life because there's not enough money. That's not what we want, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. And to, to round this this topic up, I think you, you, you hit it on the head. It's about quality of life. And that's why I started with talking about my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yes, she lived to, to 100 years old, but what was her quality of life? Yeah. And for us as a firm, 
we want to build bucket plans so that clients know that they can afford a quality of life that they've always dreamed about and they can live a very successful retirement without having to get on the ladder and and, and, and charge the shades. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. We, we, we rebuilt our deck a couple of years ago and I told the builder, I was like, I don't like these stairs. This is going to be problematic. My mom's 82. It's going to be a problem for her, but it's going to be a problem for me and my wife when I'm 80. And he's like, well, let's, you know, let's get it done this way because it's already been approved to pass code and all that kind of stuff and we can change it later. And I allowed myself to let this happen versus making the right decision and changing it because now I've got to deal with just kind of like with you and these blinds. I've got to change these steps at some point because they're just too steep and I'm not going to want to take these at 65 or 70, right? So thinking ahead, and that's part of the home conversation. That's part of the planning for the home and planning. Uh, are you staying in the house that you raise the children in? Are you downsizing? Are you going someplace where they take care of that? Uh, will you have smaller transportation costs because maybe now you are in a retirement community or whatever and there could be little shops or whatnot? So, so many things that go into this conversation, but longevity should certainly be on your radar because we are all living longer and that's where Jude and his team come into play. They can help you with that conversation. So reach out to them. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify, whatever podcasting platform app you like to use. And you can find it all at centrustfs.com. That's where you can get a hold of the team. And you can also, again, subscribe to the podcast or check out the tools, tips, and resources at the website at centrustfs.com. Jude, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Love it. Always enjoy talking to you. And I hope we really informed our audience today. I hope so, too. And uh, be careful on the ladder. I'll see you next time right here <laughs> on the podcast. It's Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.